There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's the new thing. No, I was trying to because we're recording on a Friday. Oh, which... do you mean Fry Yay? Fry Yay. That's what my son calls it. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know why, because like, every day is the same to him, really. But like, yeah, and fry. to me, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> me too. Um, oh. But uh, we, I don't believe we've ever recorded this on a Friday before. I don't think we have. So I thought I'd try and give it that Friday feeling. Woo! Woo! Here we are mm. on the diving board. Maybe we should always do it on a Friday. I'm the liking The swimming this. pool of the weekend is Whoa. there. Stretched out beneath us, we're going to plunge in mm. in our little speedos. Mm. We're late because, Annabelle, you've had a dicky tummy. Yeah, I was vomiting. You were spewing, oh, weren't you? I should, should I even said that? I know all these emetophobes. I just I feel guilty now for even saying it. Are you thinking of all these emetophobes or are you thinking of my Sex wife? Era. who There's no way <laughs> on earth she would ever hear this <laughs> podcast, so you don't need to worry about her. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I just uh, had to... Um, get a wire and plug it in. It's yeah, it was really now. poorly in yeah. the night. Um, but I feel all right now. You know, I think I'm recovered. When was the last time you vomited? It was Tuesday night. No, I mean, um, prior to that. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Like your streak. How was your oh, streak? I don't count streaks, but it would have been several years. Yeah. yeah. I think there's an episode of Seinfeld about streaks, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I think I'm on a, I think my current streak is over 10 years. That is a bit, I'm nowhere near that. So I definitely... Especially with your tummy as well. That amazes me. Goes the other way though, doesn't it? Yes, it does go the mm, other way. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, so I definitely vomited in uh, early February 2011. And I think I've vomited once since then. But it was when we lived in Hampstead, which is the place we lived before this. And we moved out of there nearly 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive, well, right? I'm, well, look, well, I'm very impressed. I think my body has just learned to send it the other way. Well, I think so, because they're considering your other end. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's a weird style. It was all nice with, like, the fry yay, and then it's gone all disgusting. Well, let me, t- let me tell you something. So when you walked in today, mm. did anything feel odd about the house to you? No. That's interesting. I've heard people say that when you walk in the woods near the site of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Mm. Nature has rec- reclaimed a lot of that land mm. now. And you know, to, to some extent, you just look around and think you're in a beautiful forest. Okay. But you get a terrible 
like a sixth sense almost that that's something awful once happened here. Right. And you didn't have that when you walked in today. No, no, why? Right, listen to this. Go on. Drop Jean off at school. Sarah, Sarah's gone to Norway or something. Okay. Um, so drop Jean off at school, went to the chemist. While I'm in the chemist, I thought, oh, I, I, um, I need to get to a toilet. Okay. But I was waiting. The, the, the chemist was in the back filling a prescription. So I thought it would be weird to say, I'm just going to pop out. So I was doing that thing where I was really clenching my buttocks. Right, right. Leave the chemist. Think, I've got to get home, got to get home. And I bump into one of the dads from Jean's old nursery. Oh, so my. we're talking. Oh. And it's one of these rare occasions where we, I've got good conversational jibe. Is it jibe? Is that the word? Okay. With someone. Yeah. So I'm carrying, I've just bought several toothpaste, uh, toothbrushes. <laughs> and uh, he says, that's a lot of toothbrushes. See, let me tell you something. I think we get through a strange amount of toothbrushes in this family. I, th- I think we're replacing a toothbrush every 10 days. And what? I will tell you, exactly, what? exactly. Not good for the environment. No. Because every toothbrush you have ever owned still exists. Yeah, it's really bad. Right? Yeah, really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. And here's what I think it is. I think Sarah and Jean both press on too hard when they're brushing the teeth. Right. And I think there's no demarcation of toothbrushes. So even if there are three toothbrushes, like mine will get used by one of the two of them. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. This is extremely unusual. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I'm telling him this and I'm saying, and you know what? We're no better with toilet paper. I think we get through a roll of toilet paper a day between the three of us. Like we use a strange amount. And again, I think like Sarah is uh, using too many plies. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm having this good conversation, but also I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling confident. Like I've just, yeah. it's that one day every six months where I feel like I can move around in the world and speak to people. This is all interesting. Very interesting stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I can also, and he's he's got he's got good things to say as uh, well. Okay, he he gets onto like when you buy a second hand jacket or jumper, yeah, um, and then you're sort of sniffing at it and you think, okay, well I can't smell any evidence of the previous owner, mm. and then when you start wearing it, it's almost like their odor gets activated, and then you start smelling it again. Uh, okay, I think that's a, that's a great okay. great you know he's he's bringing his A game okay. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can feel that I need to get to the loo. Mm. So I'm like clenching my buttocks and, and I make up a lie. I said, oh, I've got a builder coming around. I've got to go. Builder, yeah. <laughs> Who else is going to be coming around? I don't know, but yeah, okay. So I get I get home yeah. and there's something weird happens. Like while what, Once I get through the door, the urgency to go to the toilet leaves me a little. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's unusual. Yeah, because it usually yeah. ramps up. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I think, oh, I will go, but I'll just um, stand in the kitchen looking at Twitter first. And then, spontaneously, I soil myself. Oh, no. Yes. Really? Spontaneously? Yeah, Yeah, it's the strangest. Like, I'm not saying I've never soiled myself before. That has happened. But usually it's like I'm trying to keep it in and then I can't. And the the, the need completely subsides. And then all of a sudden, it happens. Wow. So I have to waddle upstairs. Oh, my God. And... I'm going to spare. I mean, I've, I've already given you too many details. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll spare you the goriest stuff. But you know that those, <laughs> you know those <laughs> specialized cleaners who go in after there's been a murder. Yes, that's yes. basically what I have to do in the bathroom. What? Yeah, because you, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. Are you leaving this bit to our imagination? Yeah. This isn't good. My yeah. imagination is not good. I mean, right I burned now. the clothes I was wearing. You did it. 
Did no, I didn't. No, but they are in the wash. Um, oh well, well done. <laughs> no, I mean, all, no, but I mean all of them. Oh, oh, all right. Of them. Yes. What socks? Uh, well, I mean, no, actually, I'm wearing the same socks, but maybe, maybe I'm now thinking <laughs> they might need actually, a yeah. rinse. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it wasn't a good. It, something terrible happened here today. Wow. Then. Then okay. Then. As I am performing this deep clean whilst wearing only my socks, on both myself and the room. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hear you at the door. Oh. So then I, I yell down, hang on, something terrible has happened. Something awful's happened. Just bear with me a minute. And then I hear a voice that isn't yours shout back, oh, I was just letting you know that you've left your keys at the front oh, door. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No. So I throw on a dressing gown and then, like, go and say, but I pretend that I haven't said the thing about the terrible, terrible incident. And I've got a dressing gown and say to the lady, oh, I'm, uh, thank you so much. I'm very so, grateful. So and I have, have, like, a mild mannered conversation about leaving keys at a door. Have you had the police round since to check on you? This sort of thing <laughs> that make me suspicious. Oh, my God. Uh, so then. It was this mad scramble before before you got here, and I, I'm, I mean, I've really been at it. I've been at the whole house with the Febreze. Wow. Well, you were as cool as a cucumber when I arrived. I'm very impressed that all this was going on moments beforehand. I know, but the the, the, the truth of that is, mm. I was bursting to tell you, but I also thought uh, I'll save it for the podcast. Can I tell you one thing that I'm so grateful for? That yeah. I didn't arrive any earlier. <laughs> like I was about ten minutes late today. Oh Thanks. yeah, if you Thanks if you'd have arrived God. at the same time as that woman oh, with the uh, with the keys in the door, I don't know what I would have said to you. I would have waited outside. I would have said stay outside, and I would have thrown down from the upstairs window. I've thrown a hazmat suit. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, it was something else. So uh, that's the that's the drama I've had this morning. Neither of us really have been in control of our bodily functions. No, no. But I think yours is probably down to um, a bug, mm. and mine's probably down to looking at Twitter when. Yes, I knew. Yeah. I knew. I just thought, yeah. so I'm just gonna have a quick, look quick, at, quick, quick look at this mm. Twitter. Um, I was going to tell you about some other stuff as well, but maybe I'm going to save it for later. Okay. Coming up later, some other stuff. <laughs> okay. Time to hear from the drifters. Just want to address you personally, drifter, and say thank you for your patience this week. Mm. I know that uh, pe- people were worried, people were asking. People, you, you put up a Facebook post saying... It'd be a little late. Yeah, but then it was a lot late. Yeah, so many apologies. Sorry about this. I could only blame my tummy. Yeah, yeah, and um, I could maybe it would have been with you an hour sooner if it wasn't for my tummy. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, all right, all right. But then I would have had to co-host it with the woman who knocked on the door. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Uh, so so uh, how, how's it looking this weekend? Well, here's a name that you won't have heard for a while, but you're going to remember Tim Wood. Tim Wood goes back a while. Yes, it does. Yeah. And he's got a double bill for us, which is thrilling to me. Yes. As I hear the mailbag is less than bulging, I thought <laughs> I'd get around to sharing two recent tales with you. The first concerns that nightmarish experience, that is, eating out in a restaurant ever so slightly fancier than you're used to. 
My wife and I prefer the simpler things in life. So usually if we go out to dinner, it's for burger and chips and the addition of rosemary salt is about as fancy as that <laughs> tends to get. However, my wife recently decided she would treat me to a nice little Italian place in Covent Garden she'd been to with work. Mm. Not the Ritz or anything, just mm. a bit of a slightly fancy handmade pasta for about £16 a dish. Uh-huh. Where do, we, where do we think he's talking about here? Oh, I don't know. Are you trying to picture it? I have I was, no idea. Um, I've, what's it called? Uh, oh, come on. Come on, come on, come on. I think I know where it is. I could be completely wrong here, but I think there's one in St. James's and there's one in Covent Garden, and the name is completely full. Murano. Oh, well, let us know, Tim yeah. Wood, if it was yeah. Murano. Once I deciphered the items on the menu to the best of my ability and managed to order the one that sounded closest to a spag bowl, the food soon arrived and I was asked if I would like parmesan. Now, I enjoy a bit of cheese, so I replied, oh, yes, please. And the waitress fetched the parmesan and proceeded to start grating and grating and yes, (laughs) still grating. After a few seconds had passed and with a mounting quantity of parmesan building up on my meal... Oh, sorry. I glance nervously at my wife for reassurance, but all I get from her is, wow, you sure like your parmesan? (laughs) Now, I'd assumed that the waitress was the expert here and would give the appropriate amount for the dish. But no, after several awkward seconds of grating had passed, I offered a meek, am I supposed to say when to stop? Prompting a finishing flourish to a mount of parmesan and much laughter from my wife. (laughs) Needless to say, it's back to the much simpler burger and chips for the next meal out. The second story concerns a recent trip to the cinema to see the new Barbie film. We'd booked our seats, E10 and E11, arrived in good time and were sat enjoying the film. Now, of course, there were a lot of children in the screening, so a fair few parents upping and downing the stairs, phone torch on, to take their children to the toilet or for more snacks as the film progressed. Luckily, no one else was sat in our rows, so we were undisturbed on the aisle seats at the end of it. That is, until about 10 minutes before the end, when a woman and her two children came creeping up the stairs, phone torch blazing, armed with a cinema-sized quantity of popcorn and drink, saying, where's row E? in a loud whisper. They then proceeded to squeeze past us. We had to do the awkward stand and breathe in shuffle as they came the past. The worst, the worst. Before they then start glaring at me, saying, are you in the right seats? We've booked E10 and E11, are you in them? At that moment, a wave of panic washed over me. Were we in the wrong seats? But we definitely booked E10 and 11 and, what's more, had been enjoying the film for the last 80 minutes. There were annoyed shushes and down in fronts from the people in the rows behind and I was forced to politely ask whether they were in the right screen as the film had nearly finished. A look of panicked horror flashed over the mother's (laughs) face and she suddenly yelled, go, go, to her children, squeezed (laughs) past us again and legged it hastily out of the screening. Unfortunately, we missed a plot-crucial five minutes of the film, but I must say, it felt refreshing to be part of the most awkward moment of someone's day that no doubt they will relive in their head for the rest of their life, (laughs) rather than it being me who has to cringe with embarrassment every time the cinema is mentioned. Oh, that's great. I only hope for their sake they are not drifters too. Yeah. um, I was going to say, I do a thing, I get so fixated on being on the aisle in the cinema that I always pre-book my tickets and I always pre-book from them for the aisle. But often on cinema's websites, you can't tell whether it's an aisle or whether it's a wall. So you can see where the row ends. And I want to put an appeal out to any multiplexes that are listening to this. (laughs) Make, Make it clear whether 
you can get out of the seat or whether you're stuck up against the wall. Because people need to, that is a terrible oversight. People need yes. to know that. Why yes. are they not doing that? Because what I find myself doing is like looking up, I'll see what screen it's in and then I'll Google image the screen of that cinema, like I don't know, Leicester Square Odeon <laughs> oh. screen four. Oh. And it's, it's, and you can't always tell. No, all this extra effort yeah. is so unnecessary. Oh, here's another name, like going way back. Declan Moody. Declan Moody. I, I love this. In the final year of university... Oh, sorry, oh, I just right. whacked my microphone against something, sorry. In the final year of university, I had to do a presentation to the class about a film of some sort. I can't remember the exact topic, but I had to discuss the political meanings and the bourgeois elements, etc. The main problem is that I couldn't remember how to say that last word, bourgeois, bourgeois, bourgeois. (laughs) I could read it, but nope, couldn't remember how it sounded loud. So the night beforehand, I looked it up, tried hard, and Eureka, it clicked, bourgeois, bourgeois, bourgeois. I kept saying it to myself so that I would remember. The next morning, I forgot. And during the walk to the class, I was trying to remember, but just couldn't hear it again. I knew I'd have to say it three to four times. So what do I do? I just had to run with it. In the 10 minutes or so presentation, oh. I repeatedly discussed the Borgoys oh, no. <laughs> element of the film. Oh, no. I just said it several times oh. as if that was the way of saying it. I could tell a couple were trying to hide grinning, but I just had to carry on. No one mentioned it after, which I don't know whether to be appreciative or not. Either way, I've pretty much never used the word since, probably slightly out of spite. I hate that feeling when you know you've got a word that's due to come out of your mouth but you don't quite know how to pronounce it or if you've been trying to remember even if you know you still feel like you're taking a run up and it comes out jumbled yeah yeah i read something nice i can't remember who tweeted it but that you should you should never do what those people did and snigger about it because it's um it shows somebody's like reading beyond their spoken vocabulary and that's that's a nice thing not not a bad thing that's lovely yeah that's a nice way to look at it yeah I was nervous. Did I get that right? Bourgeois is bourgeois. Yeah. Is it? See, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like so nervous saying it yeah. still. Yeah. Is this right? I don't know if it's right. It sounds wrong. Um, maybe um, maybe there's some, something in that though. Mm. Drift of mispronunciation. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there and, is. And drift of public speaking is, oh, is always a good, yeah. good one to go for. Yeah. Um, how great Tim Wood and Declan Moody. Oh, I know. All in one place. Retro. Place, what's it called? The emails bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The right room, he's saying postbag. We could call it? it Annabelle's non star postbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do. Why didn't we do that from the start? What's wrong with that? I know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's not a nice way to refer to people. Because <laughs> no, no, we used to think of Annabelle's all star postbag for anybody yeah. who doesn't remember. Um, also, it put off the stars like emailing in. Oh, of course. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That going to be a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. But do you not think, like, unless you are um, Helen Mirren. Mm. If you're walking around thinking of yourself as a star, mm. that's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just Helen Mirren. There's, but I'm saying there's a there's a tier. Yeah, there is. A tier. And most people aren't in it. Uh, so, send us yours, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle, how's it going on that old substack of yours? Oh, thanks for asking. What's going on this week? Oh, I know. Things I don't believe in that I really should believe in. Like, I know I've annoyed people before with this, but fingerprints being all the same, oh, yes. all different, snowflakes, etc., etc. But I also look into why 
people like me like there was this mum's net poster who said she she didn't she didn't believe in dinosaurs and she thought it was made up by the victorians why do people like me and her why do we stick with this in the face of all these very very solid facts mm. and i look a bit why that's interesting can i can i espouse the theory and see how close to the truth i am okay can i ask you something first is it going to hurt my feelings yeah actually, I'll <laughs> to myself. Oh, thank you uh, <laughs> i'm so glad i asked that, that really prevented a bad moment then um, yeah, so you can find it in me at Substack, Annabelle Port. Uh, and that's just there to read, but if people support you, they get the audio version. You get an audio and, version, you get to join in the comments section. Right. I put some of what I've done recently, so I put some of the more personal stuff, for example, the Mile End incident behind a paywall in, oh. in the archive, because I sort of realised that maybe I didn't want everybody to read that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> because people were like, you're very brave of you to share that. And I thought, yes, I was brave, wasn't I? Maybe I shouldn't have shared that. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, you can find you can just Google my name and it comes up, I think. But it's called Bit Weird, Quite Normal, and it's at Substack. And do you have a way in which you oh, are not a fully functioning adult? I do. Yeah, Petty Revenge. Great. Could also be called Drifters Revenge because mm. let's face it, none of us want a big drama. We don't want a big confrontation, so we can only do small things that we know we can get away with. We're not going to be doing any of these sort of big grand gestures like cutting one arm off all of someone's suit jackets. Like if I cut an arm off. Tom's one and only suit jacket in anger it wouldn't be noticed until about five minutes before we were due to go to either a wedding or a funeral as that's when he'd start getting ready and so it would just be punishing me because he'd wear it anyway and I'd have to be the woman whose partner is in a one-arm jacket but if I'm being really really honest with myself I don't think I've got scissors at home sharp enough <laughs> to get through a suit jacket sleeve so it'd be very kind of frayed and like ragged I wouldn't do a good job of it and I'm also thinking, this is why, why are you passing me some scissors? Showing another mum my great scissors. Look at those. Are they, ama- are they amazingly sharp? I don't know. They're very nice. They're, they're very aesthetically they're pleasing. They're beautiful. They? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'll borrow those if I ever get really angry with Tom. <laughs> so I'm thinking this actor revenge is more for. I'm thinking more banker's wife. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I think drifters are not sewing prawns in curtain hems either, because I'm no. certainly never going that far. Like I'm not great at sewing, so first of all, I'd have to get a seamstress or a tailor to do it, which made me wonder, like how often. Someone turns up at their workshop with a pair of curtains, a bag of frozen prawns. So what I did was I called up a tailor and I said, hi, uh, if I brought you down a pair of curtains and some prawns, could you sew them into them? And they went, what, like weights? And I said, well, no, not really, because because they're prawns. She said, "Okay, yeah, I can do that. So I said, do you care if they're frozen or fresh prawns? And there was quite a long pause now. I imagine they were just deciding. Then they went. Either way is fine. Wow. And then I asked how much it was. And she said, can you just bring it down for me to assess? And I said, okay. This is all great news for anyone who's revengeful but can't sew, isn't it? I, I love that. We're, I feel like we're back in the world of Annabelle's oh, challenges here. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I, I might have to do, some, yeah, have to do some more of these. Yeah. It was so nice doing it. Um, yeah, so that yeah, that's really good news. So when I'm really annoyed with Tom, I don't do prawns, I don't do suit arms. I mean, if you do it at home as well, you're punishing yourself just as much. Yes. I think it's when you're moving house, isn't I it? You so, don't yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> so when I'm really annoyed with Tom... Or top decking. What's top decking? Oh, you don't know about top decking? I don't think I want to. No, I think we've already had enough of that kind of thing. That's what I'm but, thinking. But, but yeah. people can Google it if they want to know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah okay. This is what I do when I'm, Tom's really got on my nerves. When it comes to putting the dry laundry away and I'm pairing up the socks, like he's got a weird amount of white sports socks, as you can well imagine. <laughs> and some are Nike. You say, you say Nike or Nike? I never know. Why am I asking you? <laughs> <laughs> I say Nike. Yeah. So some are Nike and some are Adidas. Adidas. Oh, uh, uh, shut up. Is it Adidas? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I put an I put an Adidas with a Nike. 
Oh. I also think it's nice for the socks because I feel like I'm broadening the horizons a bit. Like it makes a change. Yes. They can talk about what it's like at the Adidas factory compared to the Nike one. And the Adidas one can teach the, teach the Nike ones a bit of German or something. See, I think of it as more like uh, Romeo and Juliet crossing the divide. Oh. Like two families. Oh, yeah. fierce rivals. Oh. And yet love flourishes between these two socks. Do you think I'm causing terrible problems in the sock drawer? Well, They're all going to be finger clicking and stuff, aren't they? We all know. <laughs> We all know how Romeo and Juliet ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't, I won't tell you. It'd be a spoiler. It would, yeah. Don't mention it. Uh, So it's a very, very petty revenge. And it must bother him a bit because I've noticed that he's very particular about wearing two matching sports socks, which I find a bit weird. I think a lot of people are quite particular about wearing matching (laughs) socks. I mean, the thing is, no, but they look exactly the same apart from just the logo. So what does it matter? Yeah. To me, it doesn't matter. And also... Like, he's not bothered about a lot of stuff. Like, here's a very incomplete list of what Tom's not bothered by. Wearing very stained clothes anywhere. Wearing very creased clothing to very smart events. <laughs> leaving the drawers fully open at all times, including in the bedroom at night. Washing his tennis gear before it gets to the stage where it smells like a homeless person has died while cuddling a de- decomposing fox. <laughs> Sometimes putting clothes on over his pyjamas so he doesn't have to take them off or then put them on again at night. And I wasn't sure how often he changed his underpants. So I asked him and he said, every day. Well, kind of. And I oh. left it there. Oh. And these are just the clothes things. Like, he's not someone I describe as particular in any way. But he does like his socks right. And if I mentioned, like, if I, which is never directly, there is sometimes some muttering, like, Adidas. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. But if he's ever mentioned, I can just say, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't notice. That showed him, didn't it? Look at me with my petty revenge. (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because it's been 10 days since we recorded a podcast, a couple of things have actually happened to me. I've I've left the house. Oh, great. Um, So Sarah had a show in Brighton at the weekend and we decided to go with her. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there was a whole palaver, but I'll keep that to myself. Okay. Um, But now I've alluded to the palaver. Mm. It was to do with trying to rent a car and it going poorly. Oh, did she drive there in the end? No. Oh, you got the train. So there was a train. No, there was a train strike on. Yeah. See, this is a boring... Now I have to try and think about how to make this story interesting Mm. and I don't know if I can. But there was a train strike on and she thought, I'll just get a coach there. And then, but she didn't think to book the coach ticket in advance and they they were all sold out. Oh, no. So I said, you could rent a car. And she's never really driven in this country Mm -hmm. and she's scared of doing so. So I said, well, why don't I come with you? And then I cooks... Often when I had the house in Sweden, people would come over who'd never driven on that side of the road and I'd sit and I was, I feel like one of my strengths is calming down a driver who is unaccustomed to a certain side of the road and navigating and just saying, okay, we're going to be um, 
there's going to be people coming on from the exit now. Just be aware that that's going to be on another side to what you're used to. Or, okay, you're going to change gear, but remember it's on the, you know, just in, in a very calming voice. That's a very, um, I would imagine for most people, a, a skill they don't get to use much. But I like it that, you know, that you feel like you've identified something yes. that you're good at. Yeah, I can't drive, mm. but I can calm an uneasy driver mm, mm, mm. down when they're on the wrong side of the road. So, so this is what we agree. We book a rental car. We go to the rental car place. Mm. There's no rental car. Oh, what? It's an internationally recognised brand. And you've booked it. And we've booked it. We have a confirmation number. No. But I don't know if this is your experience. How, how often have you dealt with, dealt with rental car places? Oh, very rarely. Mm. Especially not in this country. Never in this country. I feel like almost without exception, they are some of the least customer service friendly um, interactions I've had in my life oh, and right. i can't drive so i'm usually just a spectator right. like there's often something gone wrong and i don't know how those companies treat their employees but their employees rarely care and rarely want to try and sort the situation out and that was certainly the case here so then i um get on the phone to somebody and i'm on for an hour and i eventually get them to uh, ag- agree to pay for an uber to take us to brighton well done yeah that's impressive and back yeah, again yeah yeah that and the impressive. guy on the other end was fantastic you know wow. we, did, we didn't get off to a great start okay okay but because i was um i was using some slightly antagonistic phrases right. so basically the first thing he said to me he said okay well i can give you two options um either you can go off and find a rental car from another place and then we will pay whatever the difference is in cost, but it has to be in the same car category. Right. Or um, I can find you another location. You'll have to wait two hours because that's how long it takes for the booking to go through. But it's very possible that you'll turn up and there'll be no car there and we'll be in the same situation That's not another option. Why is he even giving you that option? Yeah. So I'm saying, can you... Let let, let me ask you, if, if you were me... And that was th- those were the two options. That, yeah. that was the customer service you're, you're yeah. offering. Um, would you think that was ins- acceptable? And he said, oh, I'm doing my good. best here. Um, and I'm saying, but that, that is insane. And then he took umbrage at the word insane and we oh. got into a bit of a thing. But by the end of the call, yeah. best pals. Well done. Best pals. And also it's the best possible scenario. Like you're getting, Sarah doesn't have to drive yes. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it turned out well in the end. But there were, there were no cars anywhere with, with any firm because right. of the strike. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, I told you it wasn't a good story. No, I, I honestly found that interesting. Oh, okay. Honestly. So we, we go to Brighton and we have a nice time. Um, the next day we go for breakfast. We go somewhere where... Do you ever like um, see a lot of young people queuing up and you think, oh, that must be good? Yeah. Because they know about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're patient enough. To, so, so we do that. We go for breakfast. And while we're there, I think I'm going to go out and buy a newspaper. Firstly... Do you know how hard it is to buy a newspaper these days? I was going to say, to what it used do they to be? still sell them? <laughs> Annabelle makes fun of me because we, we still have the paper delivered on the weekend. But there are so many places that say news agent or news or magazines on the sign outside right. that have clearly given up on that part of their business because yeah. nobody reads them any, right. anymore. So I had to traipse. And in my traipsing, and this the fault is mine here, I inadvertently wandered across a cycle path. I didn't realise it was a cycle path. I thought okay. I was just crossing a footpath. Okay. And a cyclist, mm. um, you know, they didn't have to swerve. Right, okay. Uh, and I don't even think they had to slow down. Okay. But it inconvenienced them to have somebody step out in front of them. Okay. So they shouted after me, 
effing idiot. Oh, it's a bit harsh. And I just thought, I'm I'm not one of these people who think society's gone to rack and ruin and things get worse. Mm. But I do think there's like a latent anger mm. that maybe wasn't there mm. 20 years ago mm. where somebody would just shout effing idiot. Because that doesn't feel out of the realm. That doesn't feel like that's a really unusual thing to happen. Mm. That just feels like a thing that would happen now. Yeah, and yeah. it wouldn't have happened so much, I don't think, 20 years ago. And uh, I think, like, what is that? Like that, that somebody makes and I think I shouted sorry as I tend to, mm. but to shout effing idiot mm. at someone, yeah. it's a bit extreme, isn't it? it? It does feel extreme. And then I also saw we were walking to the taking Jean to the pier, and there was someone selling hats, you know, like union flag hats or um, hats with a little smiley face on them, the sort of hats that people would wear to raves. One of the hats that they were selling outside this family attraction just had the c word repeated all over it. What? Like, yeah, just like. With no asterisks. No. What? Yeah. Wow. And, and again, I don't. I don't think we're becoming less civilized. Particularly, <laughs> I think things do do tend to get better. But I think something's gone wrong there, hasn't it? Yeah. And I'm not a prude. I'm a broad-minded adult. I wasn't even sure when French Connection started doing that FCUK. I know, I know that felt a bit much. Didn't <laughs> I it? know. Yeah. Oh dear. But you don't think like you you see all over the place. You see things like. I don't know, like a chain called something like Slutty Burger. <laughs> I mean, it's just like awful. <laughs> I haven't seen Slutty Burger. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I think anything else happened in um, Brighton that I was going to tell you about before I move on? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Sarah took Jean to a potion making class. Oh, that sounds fun. From which I was excluded. Right. So, making magic potions, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took myself for a walk when it was time to go and meet them. I was walking back and, um, I'm waiting to cross the road and I, I become aware that there's a car right next to me. So I just sort of glance over and it's full of girls who can't have been more than 25. And then the, the girl in the passenger seat, which is nearest to me, looks at me and sort of smiles but I can also tell that I am in some way being mocked just through the smile. Okay. So what I don't want to do is smile back and then have them all burst into burst okay. out laughing at me. This is heartbreaking. I know, but I, I mean, not not in that even because I don't have the you know. It's not like I'm thinking, "Hey, twenty five year old right, girl." Right, right, but right. I also don't want to seem rude. Yeah. So I do the 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 tiny like the tiniest upturn of the mouth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I glance and carry on walking. They then turn the next corner in front of me, and as they go past me, the girl does like a funny wave, you know, like a slightly seductive wave, and smiles, and oh. they're all laughing. Oh. And I just thought, I don't even understand why I'm like. Why I, I I understand that I'm being mocked, but I don't understand why a man walking down the street. I don't understand how I got to a stage in my life where I am just inherently mockable to girls. Can I make you feel better? Yes, they're doing it to everybody, honestly. Yes, I know, but why? But why? But no, they're not doing it to everybody. So if they saw, for example, a good-looking man of their own age. It might, not it, might, it, it might be a slightly different way. If they did it to you, oh. they're not doing it. But there's something about me to a young person that, oh, this will be funny if we oh, if I smile stop. at this you, guy. You've got to stop. I'm finding this too sad. Stop it. It's horrible. I know. 
So uh, I thought this is such a strange situation to be in that I am I'm the butt of a joke and I'm being ridiculed, <laughs> but but for just being me and walking along the street. This is awful. I, but I tell you what, it does reflect well on you because there will be some people who would have thought, oh, they they would have taken it the other way. Oh, but they're idiots. You they're, know. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They're vain idiots. Exactly. Okay. Um, one last thing that happened to me this week. So my, my sister came to visit with, oh, with yeah. my niece. And I could feel myself doing a thing, which was a bit showy-offy, in that um, as we were walking around the neighbourhood, anybody I knew I bet I'd smile and say hello to. And I'm trying to convey, look, I have a nice life in my community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So, walking down our street, and I see one of Jean's old teaching assistants from when he was younger, and she is um, wheeling a kid in a pushchair. And I happen to know that she doesn't have kids of her own, so she she must be babysitting or, or or something. So I say, "Oh, hi, how are you?" And she's like, "Hi," um, and we're having a nice exchange. And I say, "And who's this?" And she says, "No one, no one." That's a weird answer. Well, this is no what I think. one. This is a really weird no, answer. No one. I think this is weird. This kid's hearing no one. That's not good for the kid's well, self-esteem. I think this is what is it? You tell me it's none of my business. You're saying you don't need to know. You tell me you don't want to get into an interaction. But I also think about the kids saying, "Oh, no one." That's a funny name. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Yeah, sort of act up a little bit. And then I look at everyone's faces, and they're all like a little bit aghast at me. All right. And my sister says, "No, she said Noah." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No one. It's very you to mishear Noah for no one. I know, I know. Paul Noah made him feel like a no one. Oh dear. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic Annabelle. First one is from High Regent Alice. Sometimes when I go for a run, the pavements are quite narrow and it sends me into a panic if there's someone, or even worse, more than one person, taking up most of the space when I'm approaching from behind. How do I get around them without having to jump into the road? I've seen some non-drifter types who shout, on your left, or coming through, but I can't bring myself to do it. Mm. Plus, I don't have much breath to spare. I'd really like to not die in a traffic accident with people saying, why didn't you just ask them to move over? So any advice would be greatly appreciated. Mm. Shall I tell you what you shouldn't do? And this is something that I found. So because I'm often cycling with my son, I'm cycling on the pavement with him and we might need to get around someone. And recently I needed to get around quickly because my son had whizzed on ahead. But I don't have a bell on my bike. So I went, ding, ding. (laughs) That was bad. That was real. (laughs) I didn't know what else to do. Ding, ding. What did you think that the person who heard you say ding, ding would would think? Well, I know they'd think I was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It was in the moment. It was spontaneous. I didn't think it through. I just thought, panic, 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 ding, ding. I understand, I understand. So don't do that. No. There's some advice from me, Jeff. your turn. <laughs> I mean, I hate using the bell mm. and I would never say on your left or anything. But can you imagine if you were jogging because that's what she's doing? I know it's hard to imagine. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah I got it's it's almost yeah. impossible for you to imagine. No, no I don't. Oh, this, is, this doesn't reflect well on me, I don't think. I just feel about joggers. Hmm. The norm is to be moving through the world at normal speed. Right, and you're the abnormal. And, yeah, and you just have to slow yourself down and, and get around people in a more normal way. It's not your right to keep moving at jog speed right? without slowing down. 
Like other people aren't obs. You, you shouldn't be if you, if you if you're the one behaving abnormally. Yeah. Um, other people aren't obstacles. They're not that are thwarting you. You you are using the public space in an atypical way, and you just have to. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I see your point. Like, if, if, I'm not if, saying if, jogging is weird. No, I know. But if it was a normal, if, if people didn't generally run, we, um, generally walk, we just tended as humans to run everywhere as an instinct. Yeah. The walkers would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. With the different ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I do see your point. Yes. So you just have to be patient. Maybe could you pant heavily? No, that's bad. No, I, th- I think you you slow to a walking pace and then figure out how to get round round them and then resume your jogging after that. And if you really wanted to get past, like say you were trying to uh, break your world record for that day, mm. is there anything at all you could say that wouldn't be embarrassing? No, you should grow up and think <gasps> I'll have to break my world record a different day. Oh, really? Or go to a track. Like the one we see Danny Zuko running around. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be the best place to run? You couldn't. Is it okay to go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like you're apologizing for being the. As long as you accept you're the inconvenience. Yeah, I think maybe if you, if, maybe if you run on the spots at that point. Okay. So, you know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Say it three times. Could I just get around you? Would you mind yeah. awfully? Yeah. 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 But okay. no, I'm sorry. I've got no sympathy okay. for joggers getting annoyed with pedestrians. Yeah, she I means she's not getting annoyed. But I, so I, th- I think if you apologise enough and you convey the fact that you know that you're, yeah, it's not your right to yeah. be able to go past. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, not what you wanted to hear. No. But you're asking somebody who has a, <laughs> who's very antagonised by exercise. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's move on then <laughs> to Imperial Baroness Lizzie. Mm. Ever since the pandemic, I've made my nails a core part of my personality. The longer, <laughs> shapelier and brighter, the better. I found the perfect nail salon, close to my home, not extortionate, and crucially, they don't try and talk to you. I've been going there for five years. Whilst our relationship is very transactional, thankfully, they know me and know what I like. What I like is one of the pricier styles, which requires regular trips, and I won't deny, a bit of coin. The other day, a mere five years into our relationship, I was stunned when another apparent regular entered the salon and was greeted with the offer of tea, coffee or a soft drink. Let me stress, this has never Mm. happened to me, not once. But worse than that, at the end of this person's treatment, they produced a loyalty card to be stamped. I hope you can deduce from my tone that this is something I had never seen before at my salon and I had zero idea existed. I don't know what to do. Surreptitiously squinting at the card in question taught me that you get a stamp per visit and after 10 stamps, £10 off. By my calculations, I have therefore missed out on around £70 worth of loyalty savings. And me, I'm pretty sure their most loyal customer who has referred tens of people to them over the years. What do I do? Mm. Well, they don't like you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm outraged. Yeah, I know. They can't. They can't have a loyalty system, but only for some people and not others. For preferred. And if you've been customers. going for five, like very regularly for five years and giving them a lot of money, mm. I feel like maybe they only give loyalty cards to people who don't come in very much and don't spend much money. Come on, let's let's be grown ups here. I keep using this phrase "grow up." <laughs> Go on, then we're going to say it. Let's be grown ups here. Go on. Like, of course they don't do that. So what you're just saying? They don't like her. They're, they're spitefully withholding the loyalty card from her. I honestly don't believe that. So so. Is I feel that you can do one of two things. So I think my instinct would be out of spite to to spite their spite 
to to ask. Hey, I I, I, um, I saw one of your other customers with a, a loyalty card. Would it be mm. possible to get one of those? Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, exactly even though I, do. I don't like having that kind of type of interaction, the anger yeah. at this in unfairness would drive yeah. me to say that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'd I'd go and find um, a nail salon where they like you. <laughs> well, there's no other explanation uh... for it. Or it could just. I mean, it could be no. I was going to say, it could be just that they really like they think you're fine. They've got they've got no beef with you, but they really love that other customer. Mm. That explains the hot or cold beverage. Yeah, that's really but it not doesn't explain the loyalty card. What I might say is, oh, um, I noticed someone else had a loyalty card. Are they for everyone? And then that puts them in a corner. What they're going to say? No, it's only for people we like, or it's only for. You know, customers yeah. who go like they, you know, that, that that forces them to give an answer, yeah, and they yeah, say, "Oh, great, yeah, can yeah, I have yeah. one then?" Hang on, are there any like perk schemes? I'm just thinking, what what if it's she's part of a perk scheme? I'm sorry, perk scheme. This is sometimes like if you work for an, an employer, say, oh. or if you bank with a certain bank, or if you work like, for the NHS, but yeah, yeah there yeah. are like perk schemes. Well, then you'll get your answer then, won't you? Oh, it's just for people on the perk scheme. Yeah. We only offer hot and cold beverages to people on the perk scheme. I've never heard this term perk scheme because I'd be interested to know if that's it. I, I, I may have just made it up. Lizzie, what I want you to do is this. I want you to ask either, can I have a loyalty card? I've seen someone else. You've seen someone else have one. It's fine to ask. They would have seen you see it, by the way, as well. Mm. Can I have a loyalty card or are the loyalty cards for everybody? If so, can I have one? And I, and I need you to get back to us and tell us what the answer is. Yes. I'm desperate to know. Yeah. Hey, or if you really don't want to do that yourself, if you give Annabelle the number of the salon, you'll call them yes, up for you. Yes, I will and say, I'm interested in getting my nails done very regularly at your price to start. Do you have a loyalty scheme? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do that yeah, If you, you feel like you can't ask the question. Then I, will, I will do, do it, it for you, you. with, yeah. with okay. great pleasure as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we could start offering that as a perk scheme. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> perk scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, send us uh, your quandary please it's hello at adriftpodcast.com And that was our podcast, Friday. Yay! Woo! Woo! Friday feeling, got the feeling. Let's, Friday nights. Let's party. Gonna be all right, baby. <laughs> I think that was a song from Kids from Fame. Friday night's going to be all right. Yes! yes. I, know, yeah. I know it very well. Yeah. Mm. Who sung it? Well, it would have been, um, what's her face, wouldn't it? Coco? No, it's Danny. Oh, of course it was Danny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, it was Danny, wasn't yeah, it? it was, you yeah. know what? That name would have never come to me, but as soon as you said it, he flashed uh... into my mind so clearly. <laughs> Danny. Um... Irene Cara, that's how I was thinking of, Coco, yeah. Ah, but Irene Cara was only Coco in the film. It was Erica Gimple in the TV series. Oh, my. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. How do I not know that? I don't know. Because I saw the TV series way more than I ever saw yeah. the film. Yeah. If anything, it suggests you're a bit racist. Why? It's one black and one white. Well, uh, I think that... But, but no, I think both of them are women of colour. Oh, OK. And you've confused them. No, okay, okay, all yeah, right, I'll yeah. take that, all yeah, right. Yeah, so that was a teachable moment. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very, very much That's for te- okay. teaching That's me okay. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you me. know, I've, I've seen that people really enjoy teaching other people. They do. These days, so I wanted to get in on the trend. No, I, I am glad to know that, thank you. Yeah. 
Um, what was it to say? Oh yeah, email us with all the stuff that we always ask you for. Yeah. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And wow, you sure like your parmesan. <laughs> Podication time. Here it is. Comes from Tiff. Oh, I know. Tiff Franks, who says, Ahoy, hoy, Jeff and Annabelle, which is, uh, <laughs> we, we know, we know. Yeah. Uh, Can you it, not just say Danny Baker? There's, there's the short form code for what you're about to say. Alexander Graham Bell. Danny Baker. There we go. Mr. Burns. It's done now. Yeah. It's done. Um, it's, it's Tiff, chief troublemaker. <laughs> And number one creepy fan. <laughs> so self-described. I would never yes. describe you as a... I don't think we have any creep. I mean, fan is stretching it anyway. But, um, <laughs> there's no one creepy, there's is no there? One creepy. If you are creepy, let us know. I'd like to know if you're creepy or not. Oh, no, I've thought of who's creepy. Go on. What's his face? Oh, know. my God. What's up with my brain today? Hello. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten as well. Piggy Stew. Piggy, Piggy Stew. Who, is he's he sometimes mega Tommy, Tommy Tiptoes as well? He's just mega creeps, but yeah, I, yeah. I think he might have fallen away, actually. It's been a long time, hasn't it? He's got bored of creeping us out. Good. <laughs> Creepster. <laughs> uh, I would like a publication to quite a few people. I have a list, but first a bit of backstory. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Jeff, some tissues ready. I am sorry. Well, if you used to pull the toilet roll, so... I have to get my hanky ready. Shall I get prepared in case I need to take over? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Tiff, I've just sort of read the first sentence and I'm really sorry. Um, In early January, my beautiful, strong and fiercely independent mum passed away. She was my touchstone, my rock, my anchor, even after I moved away. To to, to, to say Tiff is from the States, but has lived here in the UK for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um. She taught me how to be strong, independent, to never give up. She also taught me what it was to care about people unconditionally, to be open and honest, to give people my time and to support them however I could. Our house was always full of kids. The wayward ones who needed love and support were given it, along with a safe harbour whenever it was needed. Food and drink was on a help yourself. Dinner was at six basis and the back door was always unlocked. So just shout hello when you came in. She was a lighthouse in anyone's storm. God, what an incredible description of somebody. She's the kind of person that I'd like to be. I'd like to be the person whose door's always open and let everyone come in. in But I do not, not even 1% of me can do it. It's a a very, very, very special person, yeah. I spent five months back in the US living in a house alone while I tied up all the paperwork, went through all her and my belongings and got the house ready to sell. My childhood best friend was a huge help and support. She was the first of the kids who would run to us when she when she needed somewhere safe and she's my sister in every way that matters. Oh. Um, so, with all that being said, this podication is to my wonderful husband, Mal. We know Mal too. Yeah. Mersey Mal. Who endured most of the five months alone as well, who listened to me cry about everything who gave me unwavering support and who must now live in a 
house full of boxes and things I couldn't bear to say goodbye to. I made it home just in time to celebrate 25 years of marriage with him. Uh, as low-key as it ended up being, it was just nice to be together. Shh, don't tell him I said nice things about him. <laughs> You'll start to think I like him or something. <laughs> oh. To Paul, who, even though he had his own grieving t- to do, made space and time to listen to me. To Brit, is that our Brit? Yeah, it must be, yeah. Who messaged me often to check in on me and uh, just to let me know I was being thought of. Brit is um, a very good person. Yes. To April, Joseph and Matt, Drifter Friends, who I always knew were there if I needed them. That's so nice. It's just really, really yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yeah. It's so nice. And to the just over uh, 1,000 members of the Adrift Facebook group, in true Drifter form, most of you had no idea what was going on, and I thank each and every one of you for just being you, for carrying on with life as normal and giving me something to smile about. I will break a drifter rule here and say that I appreciate every single one of you in the group, even you who lurk and never say a word. Thank you for just being there. You might not be allowed. They might eject you as their leader now <laughs> for being sincere and sentimental, Tiff. Uh, and of course, it couldn't be a publication if I didn't include you both. Thank you so much for the hours of company you gave me while I was living at my mum's house. That's nice to know that, you know, at least we were... I don't know, a bit of distraction, a bit of audio wallpaper yeah, yeah, for you because yeah. it's just hard and you do, you know, get, you've got to get the balance right of sitting with your feelings and, and letting that take its course, but also keeping your brain busy enough. So, I'm, I mean, not that I think we keep brains busy. We're not particularly taxing, <laughs> but that's uh, it's lovely to hear. Um, Tiff, I'm really sorry. I mean, obviously, no, no, not the exact situation you're going through, but I know, you know, I've got my mum died as you know a couple of years ago and uh, it's just hard and it takes a long time to feel normal do you ever really feel normal I don't know if you do it's more like scar tissue isn't it um, and it, it gets you when you least expect it sometimes and it gets you when you expect it on those big days like birthdays or holidays and um, you know I'm just pleased for you that you've got such a wonderful support system there but you know it's okay for it to take as long as it takes um however long that is so sending you all our love tiff that's the latest edition of the podcast podicated to mal paul brit april joseph matt you annabelle thousand members of the Adrift Facebook group, but I think most of all to me. (laughs) (laughs) Tiff, lots of love. And if you'd like a podication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.